What's up, beautiful people? It is your girl. It is your host, Ashley Natrice, and welcome to episode 48 of Ashley on Life. If you're new here, let me run down what we talk about on the podcast. See, I help women like you overcome being overwhelmed, tired, burnt out, you know, Life just can become very challenging at times. So I'm going to offer you tips on how to be more productive, manage your time, and really try to figure out what work-life balance means to you. So with that being said, let's hop into the show. week, I wanted to chat with you guys about why 92% of people fail at this. And you're probably thinking, what do 92% of people fail at? Because let me tell you, girl, that is a horrible statistic. I mean, 92%, that means absolutely, well, not absolutely, but almost nobody reaches this. They fail at it. And it is maintaining their goals. So we're at the beginning of the year. This is February when you're going to be listening to this podcast. And pretty much you probably have thought about New Year's resolutions or you may have been that person that's like, I'm not setting any goals because on social media, you know how folks are always talking about, you know, why are you setting a goal when you're not going to do anything different than what you've already been doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then some of us do try to actually set goals and we get to the end of the year and we realize we didn't really knock anything off of our goal list. So then we just recycle those same goals for the next year and it just continues on and on and on. So I was reading this statistic because I really didn't think it was going to be that high, but it did say that 92% of people fail at keeping their goals. And so, sis, today, we're going to change that for you. We don't want you to be in the 92%. We want you to be in the 8% of folks who actually succeed at maintaining their goals. So as I was thinking about um, why it is so hard to maintain our goals, I realized that a lot of us truly don't set goals. Like we set these, we set these things that just kind of sound good to us. They made for really good Instagram posts. <laughs> they made for good retweets. I mean, they just, they sound really wonderful in our heads. Or if we do take the time out to come up with a goal, we come up with like the end result of what it is that we want to achieve. Like, well, I want to pay down debt or, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds this year or I want to become more of a morning person. Right. So we set very like results oriented types of goals, but we don't really put anything behind. Um, like we don't really create a plan to reach the goal. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. I really want to be able to talk to you guys about 
how to really set yourself up to be successful when it comes to setting your goals, because we can really do this at any point in time of the year. But I do feel like there's something to be said about doing it at the beginning of the year, especially this year is the beginning of a new decade. And I think we just come in with a more refreshed and a renewed mindset around um, our lives. We've done some reflecting, you know, towards the end of the year. I saw so I saw so many posts um, about, you know, what the last 10 years had entailed for so many people. And a lot of us have really grown up in that last decade. We probably graduated from high school. You went into college, you graduated from college. You've had your first jobs. You may be married now on your first kid. You're well into your career at this point in time in your life. And so There's a lot that transpired over the last decade for a lot of us. And so this is a very exciting time to be going into 2020 to see what that's going to look like and, you know, what the next 10 years are going to unfold. And so this year, I want to make sure that you are setting yourself up for success when it comes to your goals. And so I was listening to... Dr. Anita Phillips, child. Dr. Anita Phillips is somebody that you need to get to know, honey. I will link um, her Instagram. I'll link her YouTube video that I'm about to reference in the show notes because she really blew my mind. So back in the summer, I went out to Denver because I'm a huge Sarah Jakes Roberts fan. So I went out to Denver with my mom to attend the Woman Evolve Conference. And Dr. Anita Phillips was there. And she was dynamic when she was there. But I have been listening to a lot of T.D. Jakes' sermons here lately. And the other week, he had Dr. Anita Phillips on. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all, Okay. I am that person. I don't even attend like Potter's House. You know, I just like listening to T.D. Jake's sermons. So I listen to them when they pop up on my YouTube because I'm subscribed to his YouTube channel. But I am like that person who kind of gets a little upset when the head pastor or somebody not upset, but, you know, you just be kind of looking like side eyeing a little bit when the head pastor is not there. And it's like somebody else is filling in for them. That's how I felt. Okay. So um, when I saw her sermon pop up on the Potter's house, I was waiting for his sermon for the week because he has been killing it for the last couple of weeks uh, talking about model homes. But that's neither here or there. However, when I saw her pop up, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really know if I'm going to listen to that. But something kept like drawing me to listen to her sermon. And I know it was nothing but God drawing me to it. And um, what she was saying in her sermon was very, very powerful. But one of the key things that I wanted to share with you all, which I hope gives you some context around why it's so important for us to go set outside of it being something that 
we do in order to make sure that we're measuring what we feel like is success for our lives. You know, we're making sure that we are setting a goal that's going to challenge us and that's going to push us to become a better version of ourselves, which is what most of us want to do. But um, in the broader spectrum, in the grand scheme of things, if you are a person of faith, as I was reflecting on my notes and listening to her sermon, I realized that God didn't just like haphazardly create the heavens and the earth. Like we know the creation story. We know that it took him six days to create what we are now calling earth that we live on. But we never really think about it in the context that he created it because he planned it out. Like he had an overall vision for what this universe was going to look like. And he planned out and was very intentional and focused on what it was that he wanted to accomplish each day that he planned out the heavens and the earth. And then of course we know he rested on the seventh day. So Dr. Anita was talking about the creation story and it just, touched me in a way and it resonated with me probably because I was planning out, you know, what I wanted to chat with you guys about is the importance of planning. Like if God can plan to create this whole universe, why do we think that we don't have to plan in order to create and design our lives? And so if you don't plan for any other reason, if you are a person or a woman of faith, This should resonate with you the importance of not only having a goal, but intentionally focusing in on things that align with his will for your life in order for you to be successful and taking the proper time to plan out what those success steps look like, not just coming up with a goal, but figuring out how you can plan that thing out so you can actually make it happen. And so that's the foundation of what we're going to be talking about today. And she came from this scripture and, you know, I wanted to put it in here because it's an important scripture, but it, it becomes a little redundant. However, I hope you get the gist of what I'm going to say after I read it to you. So this is coming from Genesis 1, 11 through 12, and I'm reading from the God's word version. And it says, then God said, Let the earth produce vegetation, plants bearing seeds, each according to its own type, and fruit trees bearing fruit with seeds, each according to its own type. And so it was, the earth produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds, each according to its own type, and trees bearing fruit with seeds, each according to its own type. God saw that they were good. So I read you guys that scripture because um, if you listen to her YouTube video at the beginning, she she talks about how humans, how well, plants were the first humans and she breaks it down with a differentiation between grass, plants and trees. And so. When she puts into context uh, the point about how plants were the first humans, if you think about it with grass, grass 
grows very compact put together, right? So you can't just go out into your backyard and like pick a thing of grass and pull it up from the root. It's very, very difficult for you to be able to do that. The only way you can really just pull up grass is like you got to grab a big old chunk of it to be able to pull up the grass from the root. And if the grass is strong and it's pretty grass, you're going to really be fighting hard to get it up. And I was thinking about this because I have a company that comes out to take care of my grass because when I first moved into my house, um, it was sawed down. But we had a very, very hot summer here in the South, child. I mean, my grass was burning up. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to have the worst looking grass on the block, although it was only like four houses up here. My house was right beside the model home and it was just looking like trash. I'm just going to be honest. Like the sun was killing my grass. So I had to have somebody come out and start like pulling the weeds and seeding and doing all of this stuff that costs way too much money. But I digress. Anywho. So she was talking about how difficult it is to, to pull up really strong grass and it made me think about me having someone come out because what was starting to happen in my own yard was although I was starting to have some really pretty green strong grass grow they realized that in the midst of that I had some weeds growing as well those weeds were growing up and they were choking out that good grass. And so when she was given this illustration and she alludes to this as well, you know, grass is representative of community and the connection that God intends for us to have is not only people of faith, but it's humanity. And if you ever notice, it is very difficult to shake a particular group of people if they come from strong faith, strong backgrounds, you know, they can withstand a lot. However, if they're not careful and they allow someone to come in that is like a weed, that weed can choke out that good group, right, of people. And so it reminded me of how important it is for us to remain in community, in connection, and intertwine with each other because we're much stronger together than we are apart. Then she went on and she was talking about the plants. And the plants portion was really important because the plants are the things that, you know, they spring up. And in the scripture, you hear that the plants bear fruit. And so this is the part that connects with what we're talking about today. If plants were the original humans and God made us it with the idea of saying, OK, I've already created these plants I have an idea of what I want this to look like. Then he created us. Plants that bear fruit are productive. So God intends for us to produce. We all know that age old scripture that we love to repeat. A lot of times faith without works is dead. However, when you think about it, even from the beginning of time, he created living, breathing elements that were produced. 
And so from our formation at the beginning, we were created to be productive. And I think he was very, I don't, it's not even that I think I know he was very intentional about that. So we need to keep that in mind as we're going through life that he wants us to be productive and setting ourselves up for success and planning out our goals is a way in which we can make sure that we are being productive and we're operating in a way that's going to not only serve ourselves, but that is going to serve him as well. And the last thing that I'm going to just touch on with this was that she mentioned trees. We see trees all the time. We pass by them every single day. And you know that there are some trees out here that have been here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And the wonderful things about trees are unless they're unhealthy, so they're rotting or something has happened to them, or if we cut them down for our own purposes, they're pretty much going to withstand being there as long as possible outside of natural disasters or things coming and knocking them down. And so she was saying that trees represent legacy. And I thought that was so powerful because every single time we create a goal, every single time we're we're doing something to better ourselves, most of the time it is not about us. Like, of course, we're going to reap the benefits of whatever that success looks like. But it's also going to trickle down to the people that we love and we care about. And they're going to benefit from those those successes as well. So innately, we know um, when we are striving to to just increase our lives and, and create one that we actually like living, that we are also creating a legacy and we're setting up the people that we love to be successful as well. So I wanted to go over that because I think it gives a little bit more perspective, especially as people of faith around why it's so important for us to goal set, which is one of the key things that I wanted to talk about today. When you think about that 92% of people that fail at goal setting, What's going to be your why to make sure that you stay the course and you do the things that you need to do in order for you to individually be successful with your goals and to make sure that you end up in that 8% at the end of the year? And I think listening to her sermon and hopefully being able to get some of the things from what I've been discussing here for the last couple of minutes helps you to get a more grounded why behind Um, goal setting, why it's important for you to be productive, to multiply, and to make sure that you are setting goals that are in alignment with God in order for you to create a legacy. And being able to lean on others and myself, the podcast, other communities that you are part of, like I mentioned in the grass example, is so crucial to your success because none of us accomplish anything on our own. As women, we often feel overworked and overwhelmed. We spend so much of our time caring for others that we don't pour back into our own cups. Our goals, dreams, and aspirations are then pushed to the back burner, and sometimes we have a little bit of resentment. This causes us to procrastinate, make excuses, and self-sabotage. And that's exactly why I created 
the Redefining Balance Community Membership. This is a community of like-minded women who desire to design a life they can live on purpose. We're going to cover everything from your money mindset to your career, your relationships, and your self-care. And best of all, you're going to do that with the support, accountability, and friendship of your sister friends. As a member of the community, you will get live personal development workshops, masterclasses from industry experts, live Bible study classes, a book club, meetups, and so much more. So join us so you can do your personal work, redefine what work-life balance looks like for you, and own your power. So I wanted to touch on that today and I wanted to really give you the why behind the importance of you goal setting. Now, let's get into a little bit more of the technical things when it comes to goal setting, because I bet you're a little bit like myself. You know, we have big dreams for ourselves and we want to make sure that if we have these big dreams, we're doing what we need to do in order to be successful. And so Three things I want to go over with you right now. I want to make sure that you're truly setting goals. And so I like to break this down into three different things that I think we kind of two things we kind of think are goals, but they're really not. And then actually what a goal is. So you have aspirations, goals and projects. And I like to think about them stacked on top of each other. Like you have your aspirations, then you have your goals, then you have your projects. So your aspiration is like your ambition or something that you dream of achieving. So maybe that's becoming a millionaire or maybe that's like paying off $200,000 worth of student loan debt or maybe that's traveling to all seven continents. You know, whatever it is, you have this aspiration This goal that really was not really a goal, but this aspiration, this dream, something that is that is so far fetched out there that you can only daydream about it. But you can't really figure out how you're going to make it happen because it overwhelms you. It's just it's too much. And what can happen with aspirations is that they're very subjective. You cannot measure them. They depend upon your state of mind. And they're really tied to your emotions. There's some kind of emotional connection that you have or some feeling you think you're going to be able to get from reaching for that aspiration. But if you change your perspective about the aspiration and really understand that this is the this is the epitome of winning, right? Like this is the thing that if you get there, you're going to be pinching yourself and trying to figure out like, how did I make this happen? I never thought I was going to be able to get here. So it's the thing that you can dream about. The thing that you are continuing to go after this a little farther beyond what you can see in your mind but you can use it to create actual goals as stepping stools or stepping stones for you to get to the aspiration. So when you think about a goal, 
is measurable, okay? A goal has to be measurable. It has an objective. It's substantial. But it does have to challenge you and it has to excite you. But it can't be something that is so challenging that you don't even start trying to do it. That's going to be an aspiration. But a goal is something that's realistic and that excites you, but you know it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And then you're going to have to utilize those goals again as steps in order for you to reach your aspirations. And then you have projects. So projects are typically like ideas or maybe like smaller types of tasks that you want to to utilize that fall underneath your goal. And so if your goal, um, again, if your goal was to purchase a home at the end of 2020 for $250,000 in a particular neighborhood, That's a very specific goal that you've set for yourself, but maybe some of your projects that fall underneath that goal is, you know, you need to pay down your debt. That could be a project. Uh, Maybe you need to increase your credit score. That may be a project. Maybe you need to start looking for, you know, furniture for your new home. That could be a project. So those may not necessarily be goals per se, given the example that I've given to you, but there's smaller things that kind of go underneath that goal in order for you to be successful. So make sure that you are utilizing, you know, aspirations, goals, and projects to make sure that you're not overshooting and you're trying to turn an aspiration into a goal, but you're also not overlooking Um, the importance of what actually makes up a goal, which I'm going to get into in a few minutes, what actually makes up a goal in order for you to be successful and turn it into a project, which really has, you know, more task oriented types of um, details to it as opposed to what a goal actually is. So a lot of times when we're thinking about goals, people like to use the SMART goal acronym Um, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-sensitive. But recently, I was reading a book called Start Finishing, and he kind of tweaked the acronym some. And he said that a SMART goal is simple, meaningful, actionable, realistic, and trackable. And I really like that definition. So I'm going to say it one more time. Simple, meaningful, actionable, realistic, and trackable. And I like that breakdown because I think in context, when we're thinking about goals that we want to reach, it's easier for us to think about, okay, how can I simplify this goal to make it easy for me to remember what it is, what are the steps I'm supposed to be taking in order for me to make it happen? Is it meaningful? Earlier, I said it has to be something that you're excited about. Like it's got to be something that you actually care about. If you're just creating a goal based on what somebody else has told you you need to be doing, you're not going to take any steps towards, you know, trying to reach it. You're not going to be productive. It's just going to be on the list and it's going to get carried over to the next year. So a goal has to be meaningful to you. 
It has to be actionable. Again, we're just going to keep coming back to being productive. It's got to be something that's going to cause you to take action. It has to be realistic. It's probably the biggest difference between an aspiration and a goal. Aspirations are something that it, it just doesn't match up with who we are currently. It may be who our future self wants to be, but it's not within our means given our current season. And so a goal needs to be something realistic that you can actually accomplish. And then trackable. You need to be able to track your progress. You know, so if we're going back to the home buying scenario, you can track each month where you are on reaching your goal. You can track each month to figure out, have I found the house? Do I have enough of a down payment saved? Do I have a realtor? You know, have I utilize my projects to make sure that I check those off and I have enough furniture when I actually do move into the house. Do I know how much my closing costs are going to be? You know, am I prepared to be able to purchase this home at the end of the year in the area in which I wanted to purchase it for the amount of money that I wanted to purchase it for? Can you track your progression over time? And so that I think is a really great way to break down what goals are in order for you to be able to make sure that you're not setting an aspiration and you're not setting a project. The last thing that I wanted to touch on was a way in which you can make sure that you're setting yourself up for the ultimate success in being in that 90, not being in that 92%, but being in the 8% of people that reach their goals. And so I would challenge you to make sure that all of the goal setting planning that you're going to be doing goes along with this criteria. And that is who do you need to be and what work do you need to do to live the life you desire? So you can set the goal, which falls into that. What work do you need to do? We just broke that down. What a goal actually looks like. But that who do you need to be portion is so crucial because who you are today and what you do today is not going to be enough to get you to success with your goal. That's the reason why 92% of people fail. They may not have any issues with coming up with the plan for them to be successful with their goals. They struggle with taking action. So actually putting in the work. So who do you need to be? And they also struggle with becoming the person they need to become that is going to reach that level of success as well. So who do you need to be has to do with becoming someone else And that has to do with your characteristics and your behaviors. So you're going to have to change some things in order for you to become someone who is capable of doing the work you need to do. And then as a result, achieving the goal success. So you may have to get up earlier. You may have to change your habits. You may have to change your routines. You may have to change your mindset. You may have to stop eating out so much. You may have to start going to the gym. You may have to get you an accountability partner. 
You may have to actually check in with that accountability partner. I mean, there's some things that you're going to have to do when it comes to your character and how you show up on a day to day basis in order for you to be the person that is actually capable of doing the work for you to live the life you desire. And that's a choice that you have to make. So you have to choose to become someone who exhibits the characteristics and the behaviors that will result in you being successful and sticking to your plan and taking action in order for you to live the life you desire. Because your goal is is ultimately helping you get to a life that you desire to live. So I'm going to repeat that one more time. Who do you need to be and what do you need to do in order to live the life you desire? So let's just do a really quick recap of what we talked about today. So at first, I went over the creation story because I wanted you to really have an understanding of why it's so important for you to set goals and to be productive. God took his time, was intentional in creating the heavens and the earth. And he intends for us to be intentional and focused when it comes to creating and designing the life that we want to live. And in order for us to do that, he's given us the means to create goals that will set us up for success. So the why is important for you to be able to circle back on. And of course, you should take the time to dive deeper into the why and make it personal. I just wanted to give you a high level overview of of the why, but it's important for you to figure out what your why is. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your your spouse. Maybe it's, you know, your own desire to live a different life than what you're accustomed to. Whatever that why is, you got to figure that part out. The second thing that we talked about today was just making sure that you're actually setting goals. So we went through the different definitions of what an aspiration is, what a goal is and what a project is. And hopefully that helped give you some context to make sure that you're actually setting goals. And then we broke down what those goals actually look like. And I gave you the criteria of the SMART acronym, which I'm sure that you were pretty familiar with, but I did give you a different definition of that. And I think it's an easier way for you to make sure that you're setting goals. So again, a SMART goal is simple, meaningful, actionable, realistic, and trackable. And lastly, I wanted to just give you something to kind of set the foundation for everything that we talked about today. And for you to make sure that you are in alignment with your characteristics and your behaviors. And so we talked about who do you need to be and what work do you need to do in order to live the life you desire? That's a great way for you just to check in with yourself to say, hey, am I behaving in a way that is going to actually help me to take more action and achieve my goals? Or is this a place that I need to do some some self-checking? I need to be more self-aware and self-accountable. Or maybe you're doing a great job of exhibiting the behaviors of who you need to be in order for you to reach your goal. And now you can track your progress and you'll be proud of yourself at the end of the year. And so I just wanted to um, come on today and just talk about really like the basics of goal setting 
why it's important and how you can really set yourself up to be successful with it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you got something from it, make sure you let me know. Hit me up on social media. I am on Instagram at Ashley underscore Natrice. I'm on Twitter at Ashley Natrice and I'm on Facebook at Ashley Natrice as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time. Thank you.